Hey, and welcome back to the Fidelity Podcast, the conversational show about the work of design. I'm joined, as always, by my friend and partner in crime, John Rundle. How are you doing, John? You uh, you still naming your layers after this, uh, <laughs> this whole kerfuffle? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just an ingrained habit now. I can't not do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Well, we'll get into your, your issues <laughs> later. Uh, <laughs> so... I think anyone who is on design Twitter knows what we're talking about. It's not an inside joke. So um, yeah. let's just jump into it. Like as of this recording, and we're recording this in early March, I think it's been like um, like a month since uh, yeah. Josh Picara lit up design Twitter with this really controversial take about naming layers. And I was a bit shocked, but not a Josh. Mm-hmm. He can say whatever he wants. But I was more shocked rather that like design Twitter was talking about layers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like first off, the whole conversation around this, the, I'm talking about the conversation itself and the, the, uh, the dialogue around it. It's a complete waste of everyone's time. And, mm-hmm. and second, I think it, um, it seems like how we work and like even like the details and how we work is important and it's triggering, which to me is a bit unbelievable because I think like, for many years, people have talked about how, you know, those types of details don't matter. It's about solving the problem for the user, right? Mm-hmm. And, but now it seems like, well, it is important. I mean, would you agree? Like, does this surprise you? Yeah, I think the most surprising part was like how triggering it was for people, it seemed. <laughs> like just yeah. that it became this like very polarizing topic when it seems like such a minor thing. Um, yeah, but it is, it is interesting how I feel like that's, it's changed over time because of the more like collaborative tools that we're in now that we didn't use, like it wasn't quite the same. So maybe there's a different element there, um, Mm -hmm. that's been like newly introduced by working in Figma and stuff. That's true. Yeah. I never thought of it that way. I, I guess in the sands of time, like if you were working on something and you had a bunch of notes and files that you had to share with the rest of the team, you'd probably be a good coworker and like put them in the right files and make sure they're labeled. So, you know, someone else could, could help you with it. Right. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's sort of like that. Yeah. Um, but you know, when I look around at people's files, like, <laughs> and you, you've, you've seen mine, like, it's just like frame 6,023, right? Like, it, yeah. you know, it, it's endemic and yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't judge people for it, but I, I don't, I also don't conversely mind if people call out that I should probably do a better job of organizing it. Like I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know we've joked about it on the show before, but like I, I'm one of the people that does like to name their layers a lot and I do it kind of like as I go. Um, but I, but like ultimately I don't care. Like I, if I go into someone's files, that's not like, I don't, I'm not like judging them for it. I don't think it's like bad bad process to not. Um, I do think there's area, I, there's places where it can be of benefit and Definitely. can help um, either yourself, actually, like for me, I find it helpful just for myself. So it's like, it's a personal, I like to do it because later, later me <laughs> knows where to find <laughs> stuff easier. Um, but I also think it can be beneficial when you're collaborating with people or if you're, taking designs into prototyping software and stuff like that. Um, but again, it really doesn't matter at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, it's like, how about we actually, you know what? 
I want to pull this tweet up. I wanted to get the exact tweet. I'm just going to read it for everyone because right. if you haven't seen it, okay, here, here it is. Uh, so this is Josh's tweet. Designers that organize their work like this don't have their own style or way of doing things. And he's got a little screenshot of like a bunch of unnamed layers. They are just inexperienced. I have no problems calling out designers for sloppy design files. You make it impossible to collaborate with writers, engineers, and other designers. So I think it's the last part that yeah. is triggering, right? Because it's like right. you make it impossible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't know. What do you think? Like, why do you think Josh thinks that not naming layers will result in this like poor collaboration experience? Like, why yeah. do you think he, he feels that way? I mean, the, the interesting one, I think more so than other designers is actually like the non-designers that he called out, like mentioned there, um, like engineers in particular. I, yeah. I can sort of see where he's coming from on that note because like if you imagine um, engineers coming into your file and going to like the inspect panel, right, and trying to like find a layer to um, determine like what properties and stuff are on it, um, if things aren't kind of structured well, I, I I do imagine it can be difficult. It can be a little more difficult to find the specific element, or like not so. I guess not so much like a, a specific element, like a piece of text is still yeah. easy to like f click and find. But if you're trying to, if 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 I'm a, putting myself in like engineer's shoes, like if I'm <clears throat> trying to create like a a row element, or like that I'm gonna structure into like a div or something with that I want to like lay out the left and right side and, and all this stuff, right? Like I almost, I want to be able to kind of like select that whole group um, and get a, a understanding of some of those properties on the group. Like, especially if you say decided to put the shadow and the background color, like on the frame, like you would as a div, like if you're doing that kind of um, like one-to-one -one kind of mapping, right. um, if you're not, if you're not structuring that properly and one of the elements isn't inside of that frame or, um, isn't necessarily named properly or it's hard to find where that, that particular frame is in the layer panel. Mm -hmm. That could be a bit of a challenge for an engineer. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can see there where like that handoff becomes a bit more difficult. Definitely. Obviously I'm the worst collaborator with engineering because I don't name those layers with the proper properties and everything. <laughs> so I got to work on that. But like, um, how about writers? Like I, in my head, I'm thinking, okay, well, what yeah. do writers get out of proper organization? And maybe it's like, you know, if they're less familiar with Figma, they don't know how to click into a text field for like, if content designers are actually making changes in your, in your files yeah, um, or on like UI copy, maybe that's a reason why that would be an issue. It's possible. But I also think like you could probably argue the opposite direction on that one too. Like Sometimes I know for myself, like when I'm doing a lot of heavy naming and structuring, uh, I probably like create more, uh, more layers, like embedded <laughs> layers than yeah. some people do in order to structure it. Um, but that for if someone doesn't know like some of the shortcuts in Figma, that probably actually makes it harder to get to that layer of text. Yeah. Than if I just like left it right on the surface with like no like grouping at all. That's totally um, true. So like, I don't know, that one kind of like could go either way. Yeah. And I think there's a piece here he says about other designers, which I actually do agree with. Like, I think yeah. it is actually quite difficult to pick up someone else's file mm -hmm. and kind of, especially if, um, let's say you're, I don't know, you, you've come into a role and you're, you're, you're onboarding 
and you're trying to figure out the lay of the land, that is kind of cumbersome to, to yeah. not have a good structure for files, yeah. consistent component usage and stuff like that. Um, so that part I, I would kind of agree with, but I think <laughs> impossible to collaborate. Uh, it's a bit, a little bit of hyperbole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think actually the other, the interesting other argument in this space, uh, and and comes with like some of the same like polarizing opinions is like auto layout in in Figma. Oh, right. Like I, I've seen lots of people like complaining about how they go into someone's file with a ton of auto layout and they they don't like everything just breaks the minute they move anything around and yeah, it's hard to hard to work with, right? Yeah. <laughs> And some people find like a really structured um, auto layouted file to be really nice to work with, and it like all depends on like what phase of the 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 design is at too. I feel like like mm-hmm. if you're in the mode of still like super heavy exploring and you want to take something that's been auto layouted or like grouped in a certain way and and named and everything, and then you kind of want to like do something totally different with it. It's really difficult to do that when it's got all that auto layout in it. But if you're coming in much later and it's just about like finessing a couple of details, that auto layout can be really helpful for creating, like being able to like lay out some more sections or or information in the same area and have it all like kind of flow nicely and and retain the same structure that was there with the rest of the design. So yeah, it 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 like all this stuff can like change based on the stage that the work's in as well. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And especially in, in build phases, if you're still making yeah. some tweaks, that, that really helps your engineering team out because, you know, if, if you're using auto layout, then you're going to have far fewer issues with like, you know, padding being off and, and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I, I definitely agree with that. Um, you said something interesting earlier about prototyping and, yeah. and I'm with you on that. Like that's a huge reason for yourself to name mm-hmm. your layers because when you're prototyping something really complex, it, you can get lost easily. And especially yep. if you're pulling that into a tool like Principle or Origami or something, mm-hmm. like you, you don't really want to spend a lot of time wondering like, well, group 30,000, like what the hell is that, right? <laughs> yeah. Like you want that sort of certainty. Um, yep. And here's another reason why naming layers might be beneficial in prototyping is, is the simple reason of prototyping in Figma where let's say you duplicate a frame and then you're like trying to animate something. Mm -hmm. Um, The smart animate depends on the layer names being the same. So if you duplicate an object, it's probably going to, to increment the name of the, the the number that's on the frame. So it won't be the same. So you're going to be like clicking through on something and it's not going to animate the way that you expect because well, the layer name is different. So yeah, there are, I, I think like you were saying, there are some legitimate reasons for, paying more attention to your layer names. And I mean, I, I joke about not naming my layers. That's not entirely true. I do it on occasion when it really counts. And mm-hmm. and those are usually times when I'm like collaborating with engineering or I'm prototyping something complicated just for <laughs> my own sanity, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think like there are, I think there are lots of designers who like to work in the for- way of like, if I'm in my early exploratory um, phase, like I don't want to like waste time naming layers and kind of like getting myself out of that zone, you know, like where you're just kind of throwing stuff everywhere and just trying new things and, and breaking it and and doing all that. And then I know that there's many that then go in and clean up the file later. Like if, when they get to this point of needing to prototype or needing to hand off uh, to engineers. And I think that's where a lot of the strong argument was coming from too, is that like, Mm -hmm. you don't have to do this all the way along. It doesn't have to be the, 
the thing that you do throughout the entire time you're working on something, mm-hmm. there are opportunities to do it at certain points in time. I mean, I know for myself, like my argument to that is usually like, well, if you, like to me personally, it feels like more work to do it later than to just be a done it kind of all all right, the way right. along. Like, so if I feel like at what at some point in time in the future, I'm gonna want it named or structured a certain way for a prototype or something, then I'm personally of the mindset of like trying to do that from the beginning so I don't have to. Yeah. Um, go back and like I find that almost takes more time to do it later. Mm-hmm. Um, because you end up like duplicating the same things a bunch. So if I name it right from the beginning. I'm just duplicating an already named and structured element. Yeah. Um, so it, it's the same with like you, like I know some designers who actually create components really quickly and early in, even when they're experimenting because it like saves them a lot of time. Oh yeah. Later. Yeah. Um, I actually don't see that much, but I was, uh, the only reason it was top of mind is I was working with a designer this week who actually did that a ton in their file, like very early ex- exploratory design file. And it had like tons of local components of just like small little blocks, yeah, just to be able to like quickly repurpose um, throughout, and then like make like broad strokes updates to those as they went. Yeah. Um, and I was like, that's really interesting. I've never actually thought about making that many components early on. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I I I've been doing that a lot more as well because it just saves me so much more time if I'm like iterating on a bunch of, on a flow, especially right. Mm-hmm. And um, what I what I found that was interesting about the way that I work now is the moment I make something new, I make it into a component immediately. Mm. And then like, as I'm adding stuff to it, I'll make it, so I'll make a, a thing, I'll duplicate it. So I, now I have an instance and what I do is like, I'll like take that instance and start like, you know, manipulating it. I'll make it bigger. I'll make it smaller. Yeah. And then I'll just like continuously like change the, the master component Right. Um, I'm not sure if that's what you're talking about, but like yeah, I, I yeah, found that yeah. that's like I, I find that easier to sort of figure out like all the, the the constraints and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And I mean, I think like all of that just lends back to everyone works a very different way. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And there's no like right or wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the interesting part that maybe we haven't dove as much into yet is the idea of this is all well and good and that's all fine if you're the only designer on a project. Mm. But what if you are working with two other designers on the same thing at the same time, right? Like it's one thing if you've worked on it for a couple months and then someone else comes in and like takes over part of the project or whatever. Like that's one thing, like kind of a, a handoff between designers. But what about the like you actually have two or three people working on the same problem at the same time in the same right. file, mm-hmm. exploring together, like is there something to that structuring or creating alignment between that group? That is I think important? so. I think so. Yeah. Like, I think if you, yeah, certainly, but if you're by yourself, like sure, unname all the files you want, unname all the layers you want. But yeah. like, um, I think there's something to be said about even sharing like a single page of components and then, mm-hmm. you know, spending a little bit of time, like layering, uh, you know, naming them and clearly defining what they're used for. That's mm-hmm. a great way to start, I think. That that's a good use of of time. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think I think it's like about just creating like a bit of a shared understanding of how you're going to work together in that yeah. file. It's an agreement. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't have to be one particular way. It just could be like whatever that group decides makes sense. Yeah. Um for yeah. that like that stage of work. So th- there's yeah. a, a part that I kind of want to dive into around actual collaboration and yeah. I, I don't agree that naming the layers is 
uh, a proxy for communicating clearly. I, I don't think yeah. that it is. And recently, I mean, as I've gotten older, um, I used to, for example, I used to write these super long like interaction notes for mm. a component or an interaction or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it would take me like the better part of like an hour or so to write these things. Right. And now um, having some communication I find is better than nothing. So even if I skimp on like the detail in those notes, mm-hmm. I've, I've also skimping on naming the layers, I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> but I think that like if we're talking about like what is, what makes a designer highly collaborative and effective I think it's clear communication and it's about being clear. It's about being concise and it's about Mm -hmm. being decisive. And I think like all those things, if you can do that in like, I don't know, a a GitHub issue description or or Jira ticket or whatever, that is far superior to spending your Friday afternoon naming all your layers. Not saying that you shouldn't name your layers, but if you can, I think you should do those things first. I'm not sure. Do you, do you agree with that? Yeah, I do. I think, there's many forms that I can take. Like you said, like it can be writing things up in a ticket. I've seen like designers do it really well through just like short little two minute video walkthroughs of different things that they're, that they're doing. And, and especially like when they're handing off or like looking to get feedback on something, there are many ways to, to have those very collaborative moments that, um, naming your layers is probably not actually one of the ones that's going to really make or break (laughs) the work. It's going to be, it's going to be all these other aspects that you you put around it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I know we we used Loom or videos quite a bit when we worked oh, yeah. together. Do you do you guys still do that at work quite a bit? Yeah, we. I mean, occasionally, occasionally we'll do that and drop in little video clips of of things, either for looking for feedback or looking to share kind of something that we were working on. Um, I think it's really effective. Like it, it all. I mean, there's different ways, different forms. Like this morning, I was working on a little more of a extensive UX brief kind of doc um, mm. that can be used for sharing and gaining alignment with other um, designers or cross-functional partners. Um, but so it just kind of depends on like the complexity and the scale of the project too and what's going to be most useful yeah. for that work and for who you're working with. For sure. I, I, I'm using Loom quite a bit for, yeah, for Jira cool. tickets actually because... Oh, nice. Um, and, and I think the challenge is sometimes keeping them really short because I yeah. find the best ones are like a minute, two minutes. Um, yep. and the reason you would use them is because, well, maybe you didn't have time to do something like that, like high fidelity and like with all the motion and everything, or maybe you do have motion and it's just easier to show it in, in video form. Right. Um, as you're walking through it. So I, I find like, if you can keep those looms like two minutes long, that's a really great way to communicate. And I, I'm finding that I'm getting good feedback from my engineers on the usefulness of having a loom, especially for anything with motion or interaction. Yeah. So I have an interesting thought on like why I think some designers get really passionate about um, naming layers. And I think this is maybe where Josh is coming from too. And maybe why I've kind of gravitated that way that like, I think actually a lot of times it's designers who have been like front end devs Ah. that are like very interested in it because I think there's like, it's almost like that's, how our brains sometimes think because we're thinking about how this component would be or this this layer or whatever would be built in code like i know what i'm i know i'm like i'm more i'm not always the typical designer in figma like i know there are lots that have come from sketch and photoshop backgrounds and, and same i did too but that love to just continue to use like groups and and don't really like kind of the frame structure mm-hmm. where you can put like 
like one of the things that I love about frames is that you can put the background and the shadows and stuff like on the frame. Yes. And then everything inside the frame, it like then sits on top of that. But like that's very different from how we used to do it, where we'd have to put like a rectangle inside the group that had all those properties. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, like being a, being doing a lot of front end dev in the past, I like that the frame in that sense translates perfectly to like how a div works. Yep. Like a div, has, you can put a background and a shadow on the div and then everything inside the div like sits on top of that surface. So like mm-hmm. for in my brain, there's this very nice one-to-one mapping to how it would be implemented in code. And I think there's an element of that of like why then I like seeing my layers like structured in a similar way. Yeah. Um, because I'm, I, I like, I can envision how it would be coded. Um, and I, I wonder, like I, 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 hypothe- I hypothesize that maybe the, the, the strong opinions either side, one, the one towards the naming layers comes from that like designers who've done a lot of front end dev and maybe the side that is more anti yeah. <laughs> is like more from the, the graphic design world of like we worked, we worked a lot in print and, and that kind of stuff doesn't matter because you're, you're kind of moving everything all over the canvas all the time and like yeah. structure, you don't look at structure the same way. You look at structure more like free flowing mm-hmm. and just like anything can be anywhere. And then yeah. like those of us who have maybe done more of the the UI design background, we we come from a more like structural, like blocky type of perspective um, on how things are structured. I don't know. What do you think of that? Because you've kind of been in both realms there. Well, we we I mean, you you just described the difference between you and I, right? Because yeah, I mean, yeah. I come from. Um, a graphic design background and like you know I spent hours in Illustrator not naming my layers and just like you know option dragging a bunch of things and, and trying stuff right. out um, and I just kind of took the same behavior and brought it into into Sketch and and, and Figma um, and it's not to say that that's right like I think over time I've you know as I've spent more time like you know uh, building websites and like actually like you know writing my own CSS and stuff like mm-hmm. I see the benefits of being structured and being organized. I think like mm-hmm. what bothers a lot of designers is they feel like that's a waste of time. Like yeah. no one's going yeah. to read those layers. But yeah. I, I think coming back to your original point, this is a different world we live in now. This is a highly collaborative yeah. industry and we need to uh, to be able to document our work in a way that helps our coworkers. And I, I feel like, yeah. um, although, hmm, sorry, I'm flip-flopping here because, you know, <laughs> When I would I mean, back in the day when we traded PSDs, like yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you, you remember that, yeah, <laughs> <Yep>. like <laughs> wasn't it aggravating to you when you saw like Smart Object twenty nine, Smart Object thirty, and like you don't know yeah. exactly what was in that Smart Object? Like that's yeah, that's aggravating, isn't it? Yeah, it is. No, I I think so. Like I've always been kind of uh, passionate about like having things pretty structured and named. I mean, yeah. I mean. I don't know if this is a true comparison, but is this is this kind of similar to like engineers' uh, environments and like um, commenting throughout their code? Oh, yeah. Like, do we do we is there kind of a similarity there? I know there's the the other whole argument of like, obviously in code, there's a lot more um, there's a lot more practical reason to have like very strong structured code because there's all kinds of stuff like the right like. Um, white spaces and like um, indentation and stuff, and there's tools to even like automate, like fixing indentation and oh, all that yeah. and all that jazz. 
Um, and like that's very important for a code environment because you can actually like in some languages code will break without proper proper yeah. structure. Right. Um, so like that's not a that's not as good a comparison because it's a bit more. There's a stronger need there, like an actual true value that like um, naming layers like doesn't necessarily have the same. But like maybe it is like kind of the commenting as you go sort of approach yeah. in in code too. Like I know some engineers and stuff will be more cognizant of doing that as they go so that like they don't have to go back and do it later because that can be more difficult and having good commenting throughout your file can be really helpful when handing off to another engineer to like yeah. understand what they did and why. Mm -hmm. um, so well, maybe there's some similarities there. I, I So let me share a pet peeve of mine. This is like a little bit unrelated to what you just, just said. It's somewhat related. And yeah, for many years... I was allergic to adding things into my file that was not the design. So I'll give you an example. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. When you work on like, I don't know, uh, a component library and yep. you need to create sections where like, oh, this is this type of component and this is a bit of documentation. And mm -hmm. what you end up with on your, in your Figma uh, file is a bunch of text elements and uh, other objects that are not part of the design. So for example, yeah. back in the old days, uh, before you know, we had uh, Figma sections, I would create a big white box and then mm -hmm. I would put, I would lock that layer and then put some components on top of that because I wanted a way to group mm -hmm. things together. And then yeah. you, what you end up with is a bunch of random things and random lines and boxes that are not part of the design. So when you collapse all right. your layers, you're looking in <clears> your <throat> layer palette and you're like, what are all these like random things? And I <laughs> yeah. hate... I hate having that. It's a, it's a huge yeah. peeve of mine. Um, I don't mind when other people do it, but I'm just like looking at my own file. I'm like, uh, I don't know. That could that could look a little better, right? Um, yeah. Do you, do you have that problem too? Like, it's yeah, a weird I, thing. About I remember. It. I don't know for maybe it's just timing wise, but I remember that literally being like a difference between Sketch and Figma for some reason. Mm. Like, it felt like the minute I started working more in Figma, like more and more people did did it there. Like started putting in a lot of those like random outside the design elements, yeah. And like it, it didn't seem to happen as much in like Sketch for some reason. Yeah, maybe it's just like a process thing, or maybe it's just the way that like Figma just feels. It, Figma for some reason feels a bit more like an infinite canvas, even though it never really was any different. You know yeah. what I mean? Like not that Sketch wasn't, but like there was something more vast about Figmas that just felt like it started to introduce this idea. Maybe because we're all working in the same file that introduced more of this idea of like putting things all over um, and yeah. in different places and adding text next to frame, like to artboards and all this stuff um, that we never, I just, I don't remember seeing it as much in files. That's right. Before. Yeah, same. That's, that's true. I guess because uh, in Sketch, they had the, the symbols page, right? Is that what they called it? Um, oh, yeah. Because they, yeah, they, the components would always like live on a specific page. Yeah. But then page, yeah. would you add text frames there just to like denote something? Is that, do people do that? Not, not really. Like I know what you mean. Cause I remember like it feeling weird for a while, yeah. like for me to like put stuff in the layer panel that wasn't <laughs> part of a design. Yeah. Um, but then like that just changed and now I do it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I don't know. I mean, I still, I even with those things though, like what I like to do is actually group all of those into a group. Oh, I don't know if you do this. Like, if I have a whole bunch of like, even if I use like the autoflow plugin and stuff, and they'll interject all these like lines and stuff. Yeah. 
um, into your into your file, like, and they'll sit outside of artboards. That's right. I I like just like selecting them all and then grouping them into one group, so Amazing. I can like. Well, so I, it's for a couple of reasons. Like one, to clean up, like to what you said. I love collapsing the panel a lot, and then. I like not seeing that as a whole bunch of extra random layers. I like just seeing it as like one group of like notes or something. Yeah. Yeah. But also for the fact that I can then turn it off in like oh, one click, right? right like, especially yeah. with auto flow, I do that a lot. Like if I'm like, I actually want to turn all these arrows off for a minute and just look at the designs without the arrows on them. Yeah. Then I can do that very easily if they're just in one big group together. That makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. Also, you, yeah, I mean, the locking part is huge too because yeah, locking, I, I oftentimes yeah. select a bunch of frames and I'll, I'll also select the meta stuff and right. then it just gets all messed up, right? No, that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. I'm sure if there's anyone listening to this that doesn't name their layers, they're just, just rolling their <laughs> eyes at us now because like this, this stuff trig- like this stuff bothers me not so much that I like spend time, a lot of time fixing it. But yeah. when I'm building a file, I'm just like, I do spend the time to make sure that like I don't use a lot of those meta objects um, right. as, as much as possible. I mean, do you use sections now that, that they exist? Yeah, I use I definitely use them more. I think I, I find myself doing it when there's a page in my file that I'm going to send to somebody. Yeah. And I want to make it clear like where the things are that they should look at. Yeah. Because um, like when I'm looking at my own file, I do a lot of like if I'm exploring ideas I'll like do a lot of just like duplicate the artboard move it over and then start doing stuff and then I'll kind of like instinctively group pieces and then I'll take stuff that I've kind of discarded and just like slide it like a thousand pixels down (laughs) from that group like I'll just kind of move it into oblivion yeah um but I always kind of know where to find those things so it's more I don't section much when I'm at that stage but then when I'm about to send it to somebody and I want to make it clear like here's where you should focus and ignore all the stuff that's not mm. in sections. That, that's I'll do nice. that. Yeah. Which is kind of ironic because I'm now just describing like the whole do the organization at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is different than my approach to naming layers which I try to do while I'm going. So yeah. yeah. I don't know. There's no right way. I think like I mean I think the reason why people get triggered by this whole thing is that like it's kind of like, don't tell me how to do this yeah. because it doesn't really matter. Like the ultimate, the idea at the end of the day is just like, can you create a good design yep. that solves a problem and how you got there ultimately doesn't matter. Yes. There's like advantages to why sometimes it can be helpful when you're collaborating, when you're working with others. Yep. But at the end of the day, it still doesn't matter. Even if you are working with others, like, I've I've co- accomplished really great projects with people with like the messiest of files and like <laughs> it doesn't matter. Hundred percent, yeah. Although yeah. I will say, part of my wind down uh, routine every day is to put all the work I did into sections, and then I don't know, like there's something nice about when you wrap a section around a bunch of frames, and then mm-hmm. what I do is I, I double click on the the bounds of the section, and then it collapses it into like this really neat. I think it's like 40 pixels like margin around everything. Mm. And it's mm-hmm. like that that's when I know the day is over and I'm gonna leave because I'm gonna take yeah. that section, send the link off to someone and be like, I'm done. I'm walking away now. Yeah. It feels yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's amazing. Uh, but let, let me propose something. Um yeah. I'm gonna propose that as an industry, we we all shut the hell up about <laughs> ragging on Josh 
and yeah. you know cut this guy a break you know everyone says stupid shit even some really smart designers uh like yours truly <laughs> and um you know I, I josh will never hear this podcast but i i hope you're doing okay josh um yeah. anyways that's been fidelity hopefully not a huge waste of time for everybody but, uh john Thanks for the chat as always, man. And I'm uh, yeah, likewise. I'm gonna go back to my sloppy design file and uh, and also <laughs> not collaborating. So <laughs> nice. There you Have go. a good day, man. <laughs> you too. The Fidelity Podcast is hosted and produced by John Rundle and Bill Chung. Visual brand design by Amy Deborah. Rate, review, and subscribe to Fidelity on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts.